For show notes, updates, and free resources, be sure to join our email community. Information, photos, blogs, and more. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're available at the App Store and on Google Play. Now, here is your host. All right, guys, welcome to Archery Matters, hosted by America's Best Bowstrings. My name is Tanner Guy, and today we'll be talking about the Vegas shootoff, which happened this weekend, and how people did, how much money was paid out, and how all the other classes performed. All right, I've got Tim, Zach, and Joe in the room. How have you guys been? Pretty good, besides all the rain we had overnight. Yeah, we've had a large quantity of rain. Yeah, at least it isn't snowing like it was in Lancaster two weekends ago, I think it was. Yeah, no, three so, foot of the Would have been nice cold. to be in Vegas, though. I've seen everybody was posting pictures of being nice and warm yeah. for a few days, but the last few days were a little bit chilly, so. I was sitting in my living room and we didn't have an ounce of snow over here. Yeah. Yeah. So, one thing that's happening around here is archery season, hunting season's coming to a close. Mm-hmm. And this, this Sunday's the last day. Yeah. yeah. And Tim, did you, you do anything? Get any deer this year? I didn't get a deer, but my girlfriend got her very first one this year. Good. Very yeah. nice. And Zach, how'd you, how'd you do? I, I haven't been out much at all this year. Yeah. And Joe, I offered to take him hunting, and he doesn't want to yeah. go. He's yeah, always sorry. hanging with somebody else. Never yeah, a girl, sorry. though. So. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had some really weird weather for deer season yeah. this year. It seemed warm. like it would rain really, really hard or be warm. Yeah, I seen a picture of a deer on Facebook last night that somebody shot up in Stark County that was just unbelievable. Has to go right around two to two ten, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. that How, they shot this weekend. And you got you had a you had a deer this year, Joe. Um, yeah, that I got a pretty good deer this year. So go cool, go. Cool. He got two this year. Yeah, one with the truck. <laughs> Brand new truck. <laughs> yeah, didn't even have it for a week. <laughs> All right, so I guess we should probably uh, spin into the conversation. I know, Zach, you're going to start with the uh, seniors and mm-hmm. the, the men's freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tell us a little bit about it. All right, well, the, the top three uh, was Jackie White, Dwayne Price, and Jeff Rogers. Jackie White's from uh, Missouri, Dwayne's from uh, Wisconsin, and Jeff's from Georgia. Um, all three of them went into the shootoff with an 896, which is very good. And then Dwayne, he actually came off of winning Lancaster just before. Um, but for Vegas, he just didn't quite make it. It was real close. But even though he got second, I'll admit he has a very nice beard. Really close to mine, but still very impressive. Yeah. Zach has a man crush <laughs> on him for that. Yeah. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but. I also did watch that on the live feed, and I thought that was a very interesting shoot down. It was pretty awesome. I actually thought Dwayne Price was going to be able to get away with the win again. I actually was rooting for him, but you can't yeah. root against uh, Jackie White also. He was stroking it. He was absolutely putting him right in the middle every single time. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to beat when somebody doesn't miss. And then yeah. uh, Jeff Rogers, he shot very excellent also yeah, and mm-hmm. came away with third. Yeah. Wasn't Jeff? He was shooting elite, wasn't he? Yeah, he was shooting elite. So the top two guys got uh, Matthews. Yeah. And did you guys see what NFA paid out for first place for that class? It wasn't it like ten uh, grand. I yeah, think. ten grand. I think uh, also Roger Roger Willett was in there. Yeah, he, he was he was shooting the Hoyt. Um, I believe he ended up fourth. Yep. 
But yeah, ten grand's pretty nice payday. I yeah. seen also Matthews. I think it was a four thousand dollar check yeah. on top of that. Yeah, four for first and then two for second. Yeah. So both of them made yeah. out pretty so, well. I mean, Jackie, you walked away with probably Arrow sponsorship and mm -hmm. some other small stuff getting contingent. He probably walked away with fifteen thousand dollars that weekend. Yeah, so that same amount of money Zach makes in like three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then for men's freestyle, we top three, uh, Wade Granger, uh, Drew Hortman, and Ryan Locke. Um, Wade's from Minnesota, Drew's from Utah, and then Ryan's from Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Since we're Ohio. <laughs> but uh, Wade, he ended up with, uh, he actually went into the shootoff with a 900. He won the class with a 900. Yeah, they won. it was really... That's really impressive yeah, for an shooting amateur a nine hundred in an amateur class is unbelievable, and especially doing it at Vegas. That's something to really hang your hat on to keep for in the memory books, and mm -hmm. that just tells you how good of a shooter that Wade actually is. And wouldn't so, he have ended up like sixth for pro? Yeah, sixth, worth well, seventh, worth seventh in yeah, the championship because there was only six people with the lucky dog who made it in. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he might have been in a good spot anyway. He might have got paid more. Yeah, who for knows? Winning, yeah. For winning the open class and not finishing min at worst seventh. Yeah. Well, freestyle pays out pretty good money too. That's so. what I mean. Or yeah. freestyle. But also, uh who who's the third guy, Ryan Locke? He's from Michigan. Yeah. He shot an eight ninety eight. Um I think I actually shot with him somewhere. The name sounds very familiar, but eight ninety eight, that's definitely not to hang your hat on either. I mean, that's very mm. impressive for Vegas. I mean, you yeah. can't complain about that. All right, then we got uh, we got Tim. Right, you've got the uh, I got women. the women's pro. Yeah, that's what I thought. I got uh, Inga Van Casebel, Sarah Lance, and Christy Collins in the top three. Uh, Sarah Lance actually won Lancaster. She's been on a roll. Snowcaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really get to see that much of the shoot off, but I believe Joe got to watch some of it. Yeah, I watched that shoot off, and I tell you what, it was. Like I said, same thing with the men or the senior pro. It was interesting to watch. I mean, they did a very good job. Um, Sarah Lance, she was just missed a few X's. And um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name because I'm going to butcher the lady who won first. Uh, she did awesome. She was hitting them all. And then all she had to do was hit the nine on her last arrow to win. And that's what she did. You could definitely see she was a little bit nervous. Uh, but she, I mean, win in Vegas, win in Vegas, no matter how you win it. Yeah, so. All three of them going in all went in with an 897. Mm -hmm. One with a 29X, one with a 28, and one with a 27. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty tight going in. Yeah, real, real good shooting. Yeah, you can't, you cannot complain about that kind of shooting. Also got the freestyle young adult male. The looks like Curtis Bordax, Ted Strachowski, and Stephen Collins went in on a pretty tight race with an eight ninety eight, an eight ninety eight, and an eight ninety seven. I also only got to see just a minute of that there, and. Still, that's pretty pretty good shooting yeah, for young yeah, adults. Yeah, you're you're only two off a nine hundred and three off of a nine hundred. Yeah, that just tells you how stiff the young adult classes are, and what kind of generations are coming up through that the old guys and mm -hmm. the 
uh, guys are shooting right now are shooting awesome, and these youngsters are shooting 898s. That's just it's probably it's probably making them a little nervous. It's probably uh, yeah. saying, "Oh man, we got all this young <laughs> this young talent coming into the field." Well, these and, young eyes that can actually see the target, right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably making them a little nervous. But. Yeah, and I got to watch that, and those boys were putting them in the middle for a shoot down. I mean. In the shoot down in Vegas, when they dim the lights all the way around and put some spotlights on you, you're center focus. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, you're the guys out there shooting, everybody's watching you. So that's got to be nerve wracking as well. So. Also, got the, the young adult female. Looks like San, uh, Savannah Vanderweer took first, Valerie Ayton took second, and Alexis Ruiz, who was actually one of the, our staff shooters, took third. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good mix of ladies there shooting, and it looks like they shot very well. Yeah. 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 And one thing also to put out there also is Brady Ellison for the recurve championship for the big dogs in the recurve class uh, came away with a win. He shot an 895 with 66 X's, and shooting that with a recurve, yeah, that's, that's saying something. How yeah. good you are. He's kind of slacking. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be lucky to just hit the target with. Uh, recurves so yeah it, it's very impressive yeah and even the guys who were second and third were right up there mm -hmm. um chain and uh i don't know how to pronounce his name from korea was third uh, very strong shooting all mm -hmm. the way around all right i guess that is gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then when we get back we're gonna talk about the uh the men's pro and and the lucky dog and uh how that turned out and how that shoot off went we so we'll see in a little bit for show notes, updates, and free resources, be sure to join our email community. All right, guys, welcome back to Archery Matters, hosted by America's Best Bowstrings. We've got a walk-in guest. His name is Brad Peoples. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm up here today at America's Best Bowstrings. Uh, I'm one of their staff shooters and from southeastern Ohio. Um, been shooting archery now for probably four years competitively and from time to time I just like to come up here and uh, let Joey kind of check out my equipment and make sure everything's looking good and that's what I'm here doing today. Awesome so we kind of we took you from some took you away from some practice time but uh, I guess we're just going to talk about uh, the the men's pro class how everybody did what kind of money they walked away with and uh, I think Joey you're going to take take the lead yeah, on that. Um, Pretty much the people who made the shoot-off, uh, Chance Bobeff from Tennessee, it was the 11th uh, time he's made the shoot-off, which is the second most uh, that anybody has ever made. Uh, Logan Wild from Utah also made it. Justin Hanna, 18 years old from North Carolina. He's a very big name in ASA Semi-Pro. And uh, Raza Zamajad from California, originally from Iran also made the shoot off uh, shooting a Hoyt and then George Riles, which is the person edging out Chance Bobeth for the most shoot downs ever. He's at 15. He's from Georgia. And then your lucky dog, uh, Sergio Pagne from Italy, rounded your field. So that's like, that's six people basically. And you guys have been around this sport longer than I have. How many people normally make a Vegas shootout? 12 oh, to 15? Probably? Minimum, usually 12 to 13 people, and I've seen it as high as in the mid-20s. So as far as going from an average of anywhere from 12 to 20 people, this year we had six in the shootdown. 
I mean, are you just talking prize money causing that? Are you talking big shooters changing equipment? I mean, there's a lot of new th things in archery this year. I think it's a little bit of combination of both because if you look at it, Logan and Chance both changed bow companies and they made it in yet. But I think it has a little bit of effect. The prize money was 50000 this year. And also, I think some of the shooters that did change equipment, it did have the effect. But, I mean, you just never know. There's a combination of both and it's Vegas. It's unbelievable when you step up to that line for your first round of score when that referee says, this will be your first official scoring end. Your legs just go weak. Your heart starts to beat. You're, you can't even think straight or see straight. You're just hoping to hit target sometimes. But when you're talking guys like Chance Bobeff and George Riles that have been in it a combined almost 30 times, what do you attribute? I mean, as soon as the – the real shoot off started and they were shooting for score. This thing was over in no time. And you saw guys like Chance Bobef shoot nines when they hadn't shot a nine in how long. And I, I, I'm struggling to really put to terms what is causing these guys, you know, what, what changes when they get on that line and it's for pressure and it's for money. I mean, what happens? that causes this. I think you hit it right on the head when you said it was for pressure. I think that's a lot mm -hmm. of things. You can't duplicate that in practice. And the thing also, like you were saying, the prize money was so big. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to win. So so like as this sport develops, and I mean, obviously the Vegas shoot is growing every single year. Last, last year's uh, Men's Open Pro Check was what, $40,000. This year it's $50,000. Yeah. So as this sport grows, I think you're going to see guys changing the way they practice and changing how they train so that when that pressure moment hits, they are more ready for it. Because I mean, when you compare professional archery to other professional sports, the prize money doesn't compare. <laughs> no. I mean, there's not half as much prize money. This isn't Novak Djokovic playing for $2 million in the Australian Open. Right. This is a guy, I mean, really, this is a guy shooting for $50,000 who's made – half a million in his career mm -hmm. and still under that kind of pressure collapses. And I find that to be fascinating with all those eyes on you and, and to shoot like that, to shoot so perfect all weekend and three arrows, you couldn't get it done. And that yeah. tells you the kind of pressure that's in this sport. Yeah. Like you're saying, the pressure is just immense when it gets to the shoot down. Like I said, it's the dance. <laughs> so it's the shoot down. The three arrows was worth $50,000. Yeah. 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 I mean. And they didn't even know that going into it. They may have shot worse had they known that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sergio Pagne, I mean, he that's stepped true. up and put all three of them in there to win it in the first round. It was mm -hmm. boom, crash, over. And he was the so, lucky dog, right? Yes. He was the lucky dog. And that's one thing that I think Chance and Logan right now are probably very frustrated over is that an actual lucky dog was able to win it. They're probably kicking themselves in the butt over that. So so with that being said, explain that, I guess, to some of the people that don't know what that lucky dog is. The lucky dog is everybody who shoots an 899. That's one point off a of perfect. Um, after all the scores are done on the third day, everybody lines up and you shoot one arrow. And if you hit a inside-out X, you get to continue on. If you miss it, you're Im immediately out. So uh, it came down to Sergio Pagne and uh, Christopher Perkins. Perkins hit two inside-outs in a row and Sergio Pagne hit three. So he was the lucky dog. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much like NASCAR is. You have the lucky dog that gets to go around and... Uh, gets to be back on the lead lap if he's one lap down. So this is pretty much the same way. 
you get to have a chance at the shoot. Now, if he would have been out the first round, he wouldn't have won even if he would have placed third. So as soon as you either have to win it or you're the first 899 to be in it. Oh, okay. That makes so, sense. Yeah. And this was the first year it ever won and just happened to be the 50th anniversary <laughs> and $50,000 for first place. Truly a lucky dog. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have been playing the slot machine quite heavily that night. <laughs> so I've seen a lot on social media lately about, you know, the fact that the lucky dog won Vegas and, you know, guys like Chance and Logan Wild and, you know, Justin Han, all you know, the other guys that made the shoot off, they didn't drop a single nine mm -hmm. the entire uh, tournament. And then for Sergio, the lucky dog, to come back and win it after shooting a nine, mm -hmm. you know, do you think that's fair? Do you think that's just honoring the spirit of Vegas where gambling is why you mm -hmm. go there? I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I know that? your true pros like Chance and Logan and Justin Hannon, those guys are going to say no because they know what it takes to shoot that nine. They're going to say no as in, no, it's not fair for yeah, a lucky it's, dog no, to win? No, it's not fair. The lucky dog gets to make it in because they know how much work it takes and how much pressure they're under to shoot that 900. And then a guy can shoot a nine and have no pressure for the rest of the week and clean it. And then lucky dog and wins luckily the lucky dog so you're saying during it. during sergio's qualifying rounds we'll call him he dropped a nine which actually takes a little bit of pressure off of him for the rest of his shooting oh, until yeah. the it, lucky dog yeah i mean you look at these guys who drop nines like mikey uh Slushner, and he just cleaned it mm -hmm. you should have seen how many x's he shot it he shot 87 for the whole weekend yeah right? that's which was a record yeah which now, is unbelievable how much pressure you got on you if you do shoot an 899 for the lucky dog. Now on the lucky dog, you got to hit inside outs or you're yeah, done. True. That is the most one unforgiving form. shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah one shot. true. You, so you got everything riding on the first arrow. Yes, true. And there are a bunch of guys who so did hit that first lot, arrow. You don't run out of pressure until you're down to a 898. Mm -hmm. Then you have nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah. 899, you still have every opportunity to make it. And then when you come up to that shoot off to get into. The lucky dog so in your opinion then what would be what would be a more fair way to determine the winner of a, of a tournament this size I mean do I, away with the lucky dog shoot straight scores I don't know me personally I would like them to have almost like a Lancaster style shoot or even like a Neem shoot for it would be you shoot your say the first two days of 450 I think they actually had this up on a committee a couple years ago, the first two days you shoot a 450, and then it's bracketed from down there, and you shoot head-to-head -head matches. But I love that style of shooting because, yes, your best guys who actually do shoot, like, very high scores, like, the they, thing they're lucky just dog. a machine. Yeah, true. And they're like head machine, head, they shoot, miss two head. X's and 60 arrows, but then when it gets down to the shoot round, they'll miss two or three X's, and that's out of 12 arrows. And they didn't miss, even miss that many in 60 arrows. So, so at Lancaster, the 64th guy shoots off against what? The first place guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he beats the first place guy, where's he go? He pretty much just went straight to first. Now, so wouldn't that be the lucky dog? He didn't shoot as good as the first place guy. Uh, similar concept, but yeah. I mean, it's it's probably... There's always a lucky dog every year. There's yeah. not always a 64th seed that's going to beat a, yeah. a number one seed at a tournament yeah. like Lancaster every year. But he's only got to make a couple shots and it does it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, so if he gets lucky and does it, that takes the guy that just qualified first and he's... He's done yeah, for. He's yeah. done. 
I've seen it happen. Before, it's all about consistency. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. all about I mean? consistency. Well, and I think I, I think what everybody is more concerned with than anything is what is is best for the future of this sport. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to appeal to is the people watching this sport because that's yes. what's going to make it grow above everything else. So from a spectator standpoint, I don't know what they would rather see as far as the final shoot-off in a tournament like this. Would you rather see the top 12, top 24, top 64 guys shoot in a head-to-head tournament like they do at Lancaster, mm-hmm. or do you want to see the six guys that have finally made it and and this whole thing was over in three arrows. I watched it and I could not believe what I saw. I couldn't yeah. believe it was over after three shots. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was actually amazed. Because so I, I don't f- know which one is more spectator friendly. Was Lancaster's final funner to watch or was Vegas final better to watch? But if you made it a Lancaster shoot, then it'd just be a Lancaster West Coast. Yeah, true. I mean, if you made it a nine shoot, it'd be well. But I mean, shoot. you watch you watch football games every Sunday, and that's the same thing. I mean, it's not like they change the format. I mean, if you find a popular mm-hmm. nucleus for this sport, yeah. I think you need to exploit it as much as you can to keep it growing. I mean, it's yeah. obviously on the right track. From a viewer's yeah. perspective, I it would be kind of. I mean, it's I kind of look at it like a bowling tournament. You ever saw you ever watch bowling on it's television? Like, you don't see the people besides the top three people. Mm-hmm. I think. To first trim it down, make it a little more interesting for people just to tune in, check on the scores, see how people are doing, slim it down, you know, the last the last portion. Highlight it. Highlight it. But even then, there is still not that much coverage of the event. I mean, we're relying, what, on, like, uh, World Archery TV, and mm-hmm. they were the only, like, televised people there. And they're, mm-hmm. it's still web, you know, televised. There's no mm-hmm. – you know, I think it's – especially since the money is getting higher every year – you're gonna probably see you're gonna see more people get involved. You're gonna see a, a lot of younger crowd, like just like we talked before the break. Mm-hmm. You've got that the amazing youth uh, group coming up, coming into the sport, and that's gonna that's gonna change the game commensely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know eventually, I'm I'm sure it will become a, a a mainstream televised event. I mean, look at the other stuff that's on ESPN. Oh yeah, I think I it's mean, definitely on the right track. Archie, yeah. Yeah. Archery made ESPN here two years ago at the World IBO Worlds. Yeah, it was a highlight video just, on yeah, their just top a, 10. a short one, but it's never been done before. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. true. I think the problem that we're seeing now is that everybody wants to watch you know, their hero shoot under pressure, but we all want to see the hero drill X's mm-hmm. under that kind of pressure. And what we saw at Vegas was our heroes pretty much just fall, crash and, fall burn. Crash and burn. Yeah, And, and mm-hmm. under that kind of pressure... Who can blame them? But I think as this sport grows and the prize money is only going to grow, I mean, look at how Lancaster's come along mm-hmm. since it started. This is only going to get quote unquote worse as these guys shoot for more money and there's more people and the equipment improves, the shooters improve. Uh, people are going to have to step up their games if they're going to want to win big money in archery. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that kind of sums it up, wraps it up. Any other comments or. Anything you guys want to spit out? Oh, what would I you think... do if you won fifty grand in Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> I'd buy a lot of Joe's. Joe's is already halfway gambled away. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, probably. I, I think we need to talk about and really rave at Sergio Pagne too. Um, how he made the lucky dog, and then he went out through and he beat all these guys who that's, are yeah, that's at right. the you top can't of their game. Anything from him because yeah. he had to earn it. Did you yeah. notice when when we saw and I saw Chance Bovef shoot at Lancaster, and he was he's such a nice guy. He talked to everybody. He treated everybody like like you were just one of the guys. And I watched Chance shoot in Vegas, 
and you could see his left hand shake, his mm -hmm. right hand shake. I mean, it just looked like he that, could not help it. And you watch Sergio shoot, and you would have thought he was in his garage shooting mm -hmm. at five feet on a blank bail. I mean, yeah. he just looked cold as ice. And I thought that he's he's got it. Yeah. There's just no way. What, so what do you think – sorry, Joe. What do you what, think – uh, what kind of practicing goes into well, – how do you practice for an event like that? I mean – Run a thousand yeah. yards yeah. and shoot your bow. <laughs> I, I, I think that's where the sport is going to go. I think guys are going to get more creative in making their practice harder and simulating. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are shooting we, situations? I mean, we're gonna set work. up some strobe lights in the yeah. range, mm -hmm. and uh... that's, that's the hardest thing to deal with is trying to simulate that pressure. Mm -hmm. It's just shooting a ton of arrows. You'll get the repetition down, but then you can't deal. with once it comes down to crunch time, that pressure. I mean, because how many people were, would you say were in, were in the crowd? I mean, I would say over a thousand yeah. just looking at yeah. it easily. Yeah, which is a big crowd for that venue. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking there were three thousand shooters there, and a third actually made it to the shoot all. So, I mean, yeah, but it's got to be something. Yeah, so and it keeps it's, getting bigger every year. They got to be doing something right. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, after looking at the field and I seen Sergio Pagne won the lucky dog, seeing everything, I my top two picks were Chance Bobeff and Sergio. Oh, I thought Sergio, Chance had it. Yeah, but at, like you said, I mean, Chance, you could obviously see he was nervous. Yeah. And who can blame him? It's 50000 on the line in Vegas. I think he's won it three times already. So he's been there, and I know since he switched to Elite, he really wants to shoot it because he is shooting elite and it's a new bow so he's won it with a PSC he's won it with a Hoyt and now he's shooting elite so I know he really wants to get that win for the elite boys and $50,000 that's just one check I know a lot of these guys have yeah. probably done the math as to what they're going to get paid from yeah. all of their sponsors if they win Vegas I would and dare bet that Sergio Pagne was probably close to hitting the 100000 mark that's what they were saying yeah so all right, so I guess this is we're we're completely done here. Um, thanks for tuning in um, to Archery Matters, and uh, hopefully you guys can uh, listen to the couple of podcasts that we've had previous to this and the future going out. But uh, all right, well, thank you and have a good day. Say bye, guys. Well, thanks for See having you. us. See you. See you guys. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.